Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Thunderdome Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 15th. I am your host, Troy Chang. Well, the NFL season is underway, and what a way to start out with a bang. A great opening week one started out with the Bucks and Cowboys and ended with a crazy Monday night game between the Las Vegas Raiders and Baltimore Ravens. Who could ask for anything more from an opening weekend? But for many of us, there was actually more. As the long-awaited news for the long-suffering USC Trojan fans finally came, Clay Helton was fired. Now that's what you call a great weekend. And so we are off. First week of NFL is in the books, and it was an exciting one. A great game to start off on Thursday and an excellent game to end up on Monday. And so here to recap uh, week one, we have in with us, once again, the commissioner, two men enter, one man leave, Ron Lynn. Glad to be here, Troy. So right off from the start, I got to say, I got to give you some congratulations. Congra- congratulations, Ron. Thank you. Uh, do you happen to know what I'm congratulating you on? Um, I'm only, I can only guess that beating you would be for the congratulations. Well, it's a yeah. major achievement. I mean, uh, well, we can get to that later. But no, that would not be it. What is the great thing that happened this weekend that is going to actually warrant congratulations is Clay Helton got fired from USC. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Great day. That was such a great day. So oh, great congratulations day. to all long-suffering USC fans because Clay Helton is finally fired. There's finally a light at the end of the tunnel. Finally. All right. So with a, a great way to start off the week, we will look back at week one. Uh, the first matchup of the week was Squishy uh, versus Zuki Zillas. And... Uh, well, to start off week one, I would say Squishy, the auto draft, uh, didn't do too good in this matchup. Yeah, but you know what? I'm looking at Zugzilla's roster, and this guy has a really strong roster. I'm not surprised that he pulled off this victory. He is solid from top to bottom. Zugzilla's had a great draft. Well, Zugzilla's did score the highest uh score of the week and he also ended up with the biggest blowout of the week uh going forward um per the commissioner's uh request he would like to have the top scorer uh of the week uh onto the podcast so it may be a little bit too late this week to do that but going forward uh you know we're going to try to get the top score of the week onto the podcast to uh, let them go over uh, the great decision makings they were able to do to be able to come with that that score. Well, Troy, I won't be surprised if Zuxilla is the high scorer again uh, this week against me. His team is projected to go pretty high. All right. So uh, in the second matchup, uh, 58 came out with victory over the Stanky Boys, uh, 126 to 126.48 to Stanky's paltry 93.42. Uh, other end of the spectrum, Stinky Boys scored the lowest total of the week. You know, Troy, I looked at this matchup and 
it's shocking because who knew that Aaron Rodgers could put up 1.32 points? That is unbelievable. And Stanky also got a goose egg from his tight end, Kaseki. So, not surprising. Uh, so, how does it feel? How do you feel when uh, you make possibly the wrong decisions? He, you're right. Aaron jo- uh, Rodgers, 1.32. While he uh, left Matt Stafford on the bench with 30.34 points, which would have put him right there with 58. Uh, and, of course, Jalen Waddle, uh, if he had had him into the game, that would have uh, taken him over the top. Yeah, but I can't blame Stinky for playing Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know. New Orleans, you figured that game's going to be a shootout. So for Aaron Rodgers to get a little over one point is pretty shocking. So it's going to be a tough decision week to week for Stinky boys, right? They're going to have to decide Aaron Rodgers or Matt Stafford uh, week to week, which one he should put in. So. It's going to be, uh, he ha- he'll have a decision every week to make. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's tough when you have two good quarterbacks on your roster. Yeah, one of the drawbacks of having two good quarterbacks on the roster. All right. In the uh, next matchup, it was the closest matchup of the week. Variant getting 155.08, a great commendable score, but not quite enough because TLA Left him with a bad taste in the mouth because he scored 156.76, barely eking by Variant. Yeah, you know, this is a really, really good matchup. Kyler Murray, who knew he would put up 41 points? I think he put up five touchdowns, which is incredible. And it's not like Mahomes was a chump this week or anything. Scoring over 39 points is solid. Typical Mahomes performance. And um, yeah, most most weeks that thirty nine points from the quarterback position should be able to maybe get you over the top, but not when you're going up against. I don't know. I think that was probably the top QB score of the week. Yeah, I believe it was. But you know what? There'll be brighter days ahead for Varian. He has a good team. Yeah, but uh, TLA, you know, TLA has been struggling. You know, they're. There's been a little morass going around that franchise. Uh, you know, there is a they talk about a lot of change at the top, but uh, they look like they have a solid team this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like his roster. He did a great job drafting this year. I like his team a lot. This might be the year for him. Yeah, I, it's certainly looking like at least a playoff-worthy team. And once he gets there, he could do a lot of damage with his team. Agreed. It may be a lot of experience that's coming through for TLA finally. And, uh, you know, TLA may be primed this year. This could be his year. This could be his year. All right. Okay, the next matchup, we have number one man Wolfpack uh, taking down the A-team pretty handily, 143-66 to 109-92. Yeah, I look at this matchup. Um, you know what? Both of these, Both of these squads have good players. It's just, you know... Just eight teams players, his stars just underachieved a little bit this week. I expected more from Tannehill playing against Arizona. And Zeke Elliott playing against Tampa Bay. I know it's a tough matchup, but you know what? Zeke's got to put up a little bit more than 5.9 points. He's still a superstar. Yeah. But brighter days ahead also for the A-team. He has a good team. Um, I guess what's tough for him is, you know, he's got this uh, – he's got two name recognition tight ends and Mark Andrews and – Kyle Pitts, but uh, he's got nowhere to put Pitts. Yeah, 
it's, you know, I I always have always paused trying to have two tight ends on my roster because you can play you can play matchups, but in the end, you just put you gotta play your studs. And he has two studs on his team. If I were him, I would try to move one of those guys and get something for him. Yep. All right. So the next matchup was uh, victorious, taking down Ku and the gang. 139, 36, 97 to 97.1. Uh, a pretty easy game. Victorious was pre- was able to put this game away early uh, and really able to rest his starters. Uh, really, the second string came in the fourth quarter. Pretty smooth victory. Yeah, I would agree. And and he got a kusek from his kicker as well. So, yeah, very, very good win by Victorious. But, you know, week one, you're kind of just feeling things out. You don't really know how everyone's gonna fit. I expect I expect managers to start making adjustments beginning this week. So you know, again, um, might not have helped, but you know, Aku and the gang also uh, fell victim to you know the head coach not being able to decide on who the starter should be uh, on his bench. He had Jamar Chase with twenty point nine points and Mike Williams with twenty two point two points. Uh, left on the bench there. So it's hard to say, you know, whether they're going to be able to figure out who the starter should be on their team. Yeah, but you know what? I can't fault Kuhn the game for putting Jamar Chase on the bench. All reports out of Cincinnati was that he was going to be the third string guy. So, you know, I can't blame him for that. Who knew the rookie was going to go off like that? Yeah, but he'll have a little decision on his uh, hands going forward there. Yeah, he does. It's going to be tough. Cincinnati has three good wide receiver options so yeah it mm-hmm. is going to be a tough decision week to week for him all right and unfortunately in the last matchup uh we had two men enter one man leave pulling out 163.26 against the ever proud rum shakers 152.34 this was the uh of course the Matchup of the week, it was the game of the week as you had the two most recent champions going head-to-head. So, again, a great way for week one to start off. You know, the schedule makers really wanted the season to start off with a bang. Yeah, both our squads played well. The difference was literally the rookie Tyson Williams out of Baltimore who just lucked into that spot because of the rash of injuries in Baltimore. But now, with that backfield so crowded... I have a feeling uh, two-man enter, one-man leave got the most out of Tyson Williams for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, possibly. But again, two-man enter, one-man leave, definitely one of the favorites uh, as we go forward. Um, so that is an exciting end to week one. Okay, so it is only week one. But after week one, we're going to look at the uh Power five rankings. So we're going to take uh, rank the top five teams so far. Uh, obviously, uh, half the teams are at one and zero. Oh, uh, but I would say at number five, the team that I would put there strength wise. Well, right now I'm gonna put. I think I'm gonna put. Victorious at number five, uh, which he is at number five right now. Uh, looking at his roster, of course, he's got the ageless Tom Brady. Um, Derek Henry and Chris Carson are solid running backs, but what really takes at number five, Darren Waller. Darren Waller is 
uh, hyper-targeted by uh, Derek Carr. It seemed like Derek Carr had eyes only for Darren Waller. Uh, so at this point, he does get power ranking number five. Well, I would agree with that. He has a good team. At number four, uh, I would say right now, although, the again, it's only week one, so uh, record-wise, not there. But uh, I do like Variant at number four, actually. Uh, he has three starting running backs that he can switch off from. Um, DeAndre Swift, there were some questions, but he answered those questions week one, at least. And he had a solid game. And then he got uh, Alvin Kamara and Melvin Gordon, who had a great uh, week one. Now, Kamara, uh, Go- I'm sorry, Gordon might trail off a little bit, but uh, with Mahomes there and A.J. Brown, uh, you know, those guys can keep this team afloat. And he uh, right now is looking at number four in the power rankings. Uh, you know, I- I'm not sure about that. I actually would put... I think I would put Wolfpack there at number four. I like his team a lot. Wolfpack is pretty strong. But it, it's it's because of your reason with uh, Melvin Gordon on variant. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling a little later in the season, Devontae, Devontae Williams is going to take a lot of touches away from him. Now, I would say Wolfpack uh, for me came right on the edge. If I would pass, he might be number six. He just missed uh, the five, but he can move up. And the reason why he, part of the reason why he's so high up there is, of course, having that number one pick, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did not disappoint. Uh, that guy is a stud. Do you, he scored? Christian McCaffrey scored twenty seven point seven zero in his return back to the NFL no in his first week. And like you just said, that was all done with no yeah. touchdowns. You know, when I saw his point score. Uh, you know, I just knew the point score without knowing what he did. I assumed there was at least one touchdown in there, but he did all of that without any touchdowns. Christian that is McCaffrey, amazing. Christian McCaffrey in that Carolina offense is one A and one B. So you know, you know, he, you know, number one Mount Wolfpack can definitely move up a little bit there. Uh, if it wasn't for the disappointment of, you know, he invested in Brandon Ayuk as uh, a wide receiver, someone he was going to hope to depend on the flex. Uh, so he's going to have to find someone else to give him that production. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it, he's, he, like I said, for me, I have him right outside the top five. Uh, so number three, I would say I have... Uh, TLA, TLA, you know, number one, uh, I'm sorry, number three in my power rankings. He's got a great quarterback, two great wide receivers. Uh, Najee Harris didn't have a good week one, but, you know, hopefully he should bounce back in week two. Uh, we shall see how Najee Harris comes out. It'll make a a big statement in the next couple of weeks of how t- legit TLA can be depending on Najee Harris. Now, of course, he can make some moves and just try to strengthen that. Uh, maybe trade Najee Harris away for a more established running back, but uh, I'm sure at the beginning, at least, he's going to kind of want to see what he has there. Yeah, you know, I like his team as well. Um, what I find interesting about his team is he has Trey Sermon there, and I think he is eventually going to take hold of that backfield. 
before the season is over. Yeah, Trey Sermon being a a, a surprise, healthy, inactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whoever, if Trey Sermon does come out, because there was there was a lot of hype about him in the preseason. If he does take over that starting uh, running back position for that Niners offense, well, now TLA is going to be very dangerous. I agree with that. All right. So number two in our power rankings this week is, well, the two-man enter, one-man leave. Uh, I think your team is very solid. Uh, a great pickup at quarterback, of course, with Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, I I was I Jalen Hurts also, but uh, – Fortunately, waited too long to pull the trigger, and you snagged him in the round that I was uh, hoping that he would go one more round. Uh, you got two solid, solid number one wide receivers. Your running backs are, uh, you know, PPR, good PPR running backs. Got a great tight end. And in your flex position, you have multiple options uh, that you can go to. So number two, uh, right from the get-go, he's... He's here to defend his title. You know, I think the jury's out on my team. My team, I need. I have a lot of potentials. I think my Odell Beckham pick, that might be a stretch. And so far, it has been looking like the wrong decision. Well, it's early. And again, you're playing the long game. You're, you're there for the playoffs. Yeah. And to me, I'd say if, uh, if you don't make it back to the finals with this team, it would be a disappointment. And, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm... I'm very worried about my uh, Edmonds pick too. I'm not sure about him. That might have been a stretch too. So championship game or your a disappointment. All right. Now the top ranked team for week one is Zuki Zillas. Uh, it was already hinted before. Uh, Ron already mentioned how good and how strong this team is up and down the board. Uh, in fact, he is playing. Two running backs from the same team as his starting running backs, and he's getting great production out of both. Yeah, Zuki Zillas from top to bottom. This guy is loaded. This guy is loaded. He has Travis Kelsey, best tight end. And yeah, playing Chubb and Kareem Hunt together, that's not a bad combo at all. He has Dak, who looks like he's completely back this year. He has Mike Evans and Adam Thielen, those solid wide receivers. And Corey Davis is a great pick. He, I think, is going to have a great year. Right. Corey Davis, one of the steals of the draft. The other thing that makes this team so scary and the consensus number one power-ranked team is he's deep. Uh, He has Josh Jacobs on his bench, bench, Demon (laughs) Stardom. He's got Devin Singletary, who is a starting running back. Uh, and he has a solid wide receivers in Marvin Jones Jr. who and Marquise Brown that mm-hmm. can uh, fill in for his wide receivers uh, during bye weeks. So at this and point... And he has a top three defense. Yeah, I don't see a weakness in his team. I concur. You know, the only reason why Josh Jacobs is not starting is uh, how we're going to start talking about the the uh, news and notes of this week. Josh Jacobs uh, having to sit out practice with a bum toe. Uh, as you can see, yeah, he struggled through it, uh, but he is going to be missing some practice this week. Uh, do you think he'll be playing this week, though? Um, you know, I, I think it would be smart for the Raiders to sit him a week, 
let them get rest, especially being they just beat the Ravens. So I think it would uh, be smart for the Raiders to just sit them this week and let them rest for a week. The other big news of the week, Jerry Judy, uh, you know, with a bad ankle injury, with a dreaded high ankle sprain. Um, and this directly affects the rump shakers. So, you know, uh, before this injury, uh, I thought maybe, you know, my team might have a chance. But now that Jerry Judy's out, Jerry Judy was on his way to a big game. But now, you know, I was already thin at wide receiver and losing Jerry Judy at least for a minimum of six weeks. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'll be able to hold up against the competition. So Jerry Judy out for six weeks. Um, what do you think the impact of Jerry Judy might have for the rest of the other Denver uh, players? Uh, well, I mean, the two obvious the two obvious players are Tim Patrick and uh, KJ Hamler. Uh, my money would be on Tim Patrick to get a lot more targets. Um, the number one guy, obviously, on that team now is Courtney Sutton. All right. Well, that's disappointing since I picked up KJ Hamlin instead of Tim Patrick. But okay. That's just one man's opinion. Now, next, uh, uh, in other injury news, uh, another, probably the other biggest injury news, Raheem Mostert. Uh, out again and only two plays into the season and he gets a devastating knee injury he is out for the year did you say raheem moser or mr glass yeah <laughs> one in the same one in the same he's always hurt every year death and taxes every year i try to stay away from that guy like the plague so with that um and again we kind of touched on this before is it trey sermon who you think will come out as the uh, main running back one? My bet for that Niners backfield is for Trey Sermon to eventually take over, unless this Mitchell kid just goes off every week. But with Shanahan, I think he's going to make it a combo backfield anyway. Well, again, that, uh, that was going to be my next question. Would it really be Trey Sermon's backfield, or is will this be the dreaded Reddit uh, running back by committee going forward? Yeah, I think it will be a running back by committee, but I think Sermon will be the 1A. All right. Okay, so the, again, those were the the big, big uh, headline grabbers in terms of injuries and movers this week. Uh, now we've got week two to look forward to. So now we have the matches set up for week two. Uh, you, uh, again, as alluded to, um, right away, uh, well, technically it's one versus two already. Zuki Zillas versus two men enter, one man leave. Um, how are you feeling about your matchup? I really don't like this week's matchup. I feel like I'm running to the bus all this week. I have a feeling Zuki Zilla is going to steamroll me. Um, are you going to make any changes to your starting lineup this week? I might have to make some changes where I might have to gamble on a couple guys that I think might get nothing or go off. So, yeah, I have tough lineup decisions. Him, it's easy. It's just autopilot. Well, is it autopilot? So do you think he's going to go another week? Uh, well, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping that he plays Chubb and Hunt at the same time again? Uh, would you rather have that matchup? Do you do you want I, him to put Jacobs in or Singletary in? Or are you looking or hoping that he keeps did, Chubb did, and Hunt in? Did you see who Cleveland's playing? Okay, then. Yeah. They have Question answered. Against, yes. Question <laughs> answered. 
All right, there should be a lot of scoring going around for Cleveland. So it looks like he, uh, we would anticipate that Zuki Zillas will keep that same starting lineup. Well, in the next matchup, we have Squishy versus Stinky Boys, uh, two underperforming teams. But hey, one of these teams are going to come out with a victory finally. Um, looking at Stinky Boys, uh, his starting lineup. Uh, he's gonna pull James Robinson possibly. Uh, are you, are you okay with that in terms of uh, would that be your advice? Or how do you feel about him pulling James Robinson and going with Javante Williams in the starting lineup? I agree with that decision. James Robinson, I think, I think he's a stud just like he was last year. But with Urban Meyer at the helm, he's just not using him correctly. For some reason, he insists on playing Carlos Hyde, and I don't know why. And uh, of course, you, I, I, if I, I think he's playing it smart, I think he should see. I think he should see James Robinson actually do something before he puts him in the starting lineup. Right, and then again, he's like we again mentioned before, he's gonna have to decide Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford going up against Indianapolis. Aaron Rodgers gained the Detroit Lions on Monday night. So I looking, think this is going to be a huge bounce back week for Aaron Rodgers, and I expect him to have a great game. Yeah, I think so too. I think I would, I too would keep Aaron Rodgers in. On the other side, Squishy uh, is um, looking like he has his starting lineup set up. Uh, of course, he's still holding three quarterbacks: uh, Burrow, Lawrence, and Lamar Jackson. But I don't think there's any doubt who's going to be starting at quarterback there. Yeah, I don't think so either. KC uh, versus Baltimore. It's going to be a shootout. You got to play Lamar. And he's got two tight ends he can choose from, Higby or Gronkowski. Uh, he's going to start Higby, looks like. Uh, do you think that any changes should be made there? That's a toss-up. To me, they're just about at the same level. So that's a toss-up to me. Okay. Well, Squish is certainly going to look for... Uh, Saquon to bounce back. That would go a long way for his future prospects. All right. In the next game, we have TLA versus 58. Uh, this is should be a closely contested matchup. Uh, TLA hoping for a repeat performance from Kyler Murray. But other than that, his starting lineup also looks pretty good. Because uh, at this point, you can't really... Without word that Trey Sermon is going to be active, probably have to leave him on the bench. Yeah, I would agree with that. You got to see him actually play or do something for. Her. So he should be left on the bench. So it's kind of a wait and see with him. I guess the only um, you know question you might have is DJ Chark or uh, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, he's going to play Chark. Would you uh, you think you agree with that, or do you think he has to think about that? That's a tough decision. Um, I think I would go with DJ Chark just because Aguilar has a rookie quarterback tossing to him. So I would I would go well, actually what DJ Chark does too. So the matchup's a little better against the Jets. Both rookie quarterbacks. You know, I I would roll the dice on Aguilar there. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I forgot it was Trevor Lawrence at the helm. TLA's got some thinking to do in that spot. All right. And then on the other side, 58. 58 feeling pretty, pretty good. Feeling himself this past week because he came out with a victory in week one. 
Uh, again, he's going to go with the hot pickup of the week. Mitchell, he's going to s- plug him right into the starting lineup. Uh, he's going to sit Gaskin and Jamal Williams. Uh, you think it's a little bit too early to put Mitchell in, or would you uh, concur with that move? I guess it kind of depends what comes out of the 49ers camp and if they kind of give him the vote of confidence. If they do, I think I would play Mitchell. You know, one yep. thing with that's Pigs, why that's why he used a waiver pick on him. Yep. He didn't do that for any reason. For Pigs no reason. is definitely a wide receiver heavy team. Oh yes. He's got Devontae Adams, uh Deion Johnson, and Mari Cooper in the starting lineup. He's got no room for Robert Woods uh, or Cortland Sutton. So uh you would think that maybe uh fifty eight might be uh some trade pieces there. You know, interesting if he's open to any uh, moves there, but uh, he's certainly got more wide receivers than he knows what to do with. Yeah, he has an embarrassment of riches at that position. That is for sure. All right, so 58 again, feeling good after week one. Let's see if the good times keep rolling for him. Yeah, I, I think he can get a running back with trading some of those pieces. Yeah. And the next matchup, uh, well, we got the uh, brother in laws going against each other variant versus the A team. Um, someone is going to have family bragging rights after this week. Uh, we got Variant. You know, he's, uh, again, now got three running backs going for him. Um, really on the bench. You know, I think he's pretty set. There's His starters are his starters. I don't think there's anyone on his bench that can really crack his starting lineup. Possibly T. Higgins for Jarvis Landry. Uh, considering, again, that Cleveland is going up against Houston. But, uh, you know, he's going to go with T. Higgins as that starting spot. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's I think that's the right that's the, I think that's the right move. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. And then A team here going with Gainwell at running back. Uh, to be honest, I don't know who Gainwell is. Um, I just heard his name just now from you. Never heard of him. <laughs> so, so A-Team's got some uh, secret code there that he's hoping to break. Uh, again, the... It's a little perplexing that he has three quarterbacks. Um, uh, I think he can fill one of those positions with a, a skill player. Well, you know, he did lose the glass, man, but... Uh, I guess he's not too worried about his running back position because he's got Gainwell. <laughs> so, uh, you know, good luck to Gainwell. Good luck to A-Team. We'll see how that one goes. Yeah, and wow, playing Jerry Goff over Tannehill. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sold on that movie either. Mm-hmm. All right, next ma- matchup. You, you drafted him for a reason. Yeah, you're going to have to play him, but uh, we'll see. So we got number one man, Wolfpack, going up against Victorious. Uh, again, both teams coming off of victory. One of these teams are going to go to 2-0. One of these is going to get their first loss of the season. Um, a big quarterback matchup, Wilson versus Brady. Um, let's see here. Number one man, Wolfpack, of course, going to try out McCaffrey out there. Uh, so it's always nice to be able to do that. Uh, he's going to put Jacoby Myers in his flexes this week. 
least this time he knows well ahead of time that Ayuk is not the man to be putting out there. Um, but you know he has he has a little couple of different choices that he could put out in the flex spot. Uh, one could even consider Sterling Shepard in that spot. But uh, what do you feel? <clears throat> you feel like Jacoby Myers versus Sterling Shepard or James Conner, I suppose. Uh, uh, how do you feel about his his decision to put Jacoby Myers in the starting spot? Uh, tell you the truth, I think I would have went with uh, Shepard in that position. Um, Myers, again, Mac Jones is throwing to him. I, I kind of want to see what he can do first, and he didn't throw the ball that much first week, and I don't expect him to throw the ball that much again this week. So yeah. I think I would have gone with Sterling Shepard. Yeah, Sterling Shepard does, of course, have – Daniel Jones throwing to him, but but he did have a really good week one. Sterling Shepard had a really good week one. Some might worry that you're chasing points in week one to get Sterling Shepard to uh, have another game, but uh, uh, so it might be a little risky there. Yeah, but I have a I have a feeling Sterling Shepard will get him something like around seventeen points. All right, all right. So now on the other side, victorious. Uh, you know he's got. Uh, hoping that Derrick Henry kind of bounces back from that poor week one performance. Oh, he will. And uh, he'll be fine. At the flex spot, uh, he's still got Mike Davis in that spot. Um, you know, it's it's a that kind of spot over there. Mike Davis is starting running back, but he has some other options like Pittman, uh, Moore, Rondell Moore, Arizona, possibly Rager out of Philadelphia. Uh, would you trust any of these wide receivers, or do you think you got to go with a starting running back at that flex spot? In this position, um, with Davis playing Tampa Bay, I would roll the dice with one of the wide receivers. That is just a horrible matchup for him. Yeah, that defense, Tampa Bay's defense is no joke, especially against the running game. So that's going to be tough sledding. But, uh, you know, you'll have to see. You'll have to maybe consider right up until – Game time, you know, who's going to put in that flex spot? Hopefully, you know, what you're always worried about is whether you can get the right move, the right starting uh, players into your lineup. So now we look at the last matchup. Uh, well, Kuhn and the gang uh, versus Rump Shakers. Uh, you know, my lineup, you know, I don't really have much choices here now that Jerry Judy's out. Uh a lot of my players on the bench are kind of wait and see players. Got to see how they do. Um, you know, not much I can do here. I'm kind of stuck with what I have. But uh, Koo and the gang, they are looking for a big uh, bounce back from Josh Allen. You know, he spent some high draft capital on Allen, and he's hoping for a return on that draft capital. Yeah, you know... Um... And Calvin Ridley was a bit of a disappointment week one. It'll be interesting to see if he can bounce back versus a stout defense like Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, considering that that's a wide receiver spot, Kuhn the gang has, uh, I believe, now he has to make the right decision. Um, he's going to start Ridley and Robinson at the wide receiver spots. And at his flex spot, he's going to go with uh, Devontae Smith, the rookie uh, out of Philadelphia. But he's got another rookie on his bench, Jamar Chase. Uh, and really, he has to make sure he puts the right uh, wide receiver 
the right three wide receivers in there. Um, I like his choice this week in Devonta Smith. I really like this kid. I think he's going to be a great receiver throughout the whole year. I th- I would trust him over Jamar Chase this week. Even though Jamar Chase came out with that big game, doesn't matter. You think he'd be chasing points this week? I think I think Devonta Smith will be the more consistent wide receiver. I would play him over Chase. All right. So I think Ku in the game gets the endorsement from the uh, current our current champion and commissioner Ron Lim. So looks like uh, he's. Your lineup is approved, Kuhn the Gang. So looking good. So week two, that's what we got looking forward to. It's going to be exciting week two. Let's hope it uh, matches up to week one. But uh, already this week, you know, it's great to have NFL back. It's great to be able to discuss our teams and these matchups. And uh, it's been a lot of fun already, and it's only week one. Yeah, it's just great to have football back. So everybody, you know, enjoy the games this week and go get something good to eat. Go Trojans.